Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. In 2017, one man's vision and passion for all things metal started out as a record store in his house. Years later, the fight against a mainstream empire continues as Shade Beast. An independent metal collective and online store based in Athens, Georgia, is the world's premier heavy metal brand for music heads that value authenticity over the mainstream acceptance. Featuring original t-shirts from some of the best underground artists, as well as stickers, posters from the Shade Beast Presents concert series. Unique, one-of-a-kind collectibles and small curated selection of vinyl and cassettes from the masters old and new. Visit ShadeBeast.com and enter promo code SITHLORD for free domestic shipping on your first order, whether you're a new customer or returning. And be sure to join the Shade Beast social groups on Facebook and the interwebs to keep up with the new release announcements and talk all things metal and Star Wars. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and filth. St. 
Thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson and I'm your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What's going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of The Metal Forge. Holy fucking shit. We have the main violator here today, Athanar from the band Midnight. And Athena and I will be talking to him momentarily. But fucking first, how are you all doing? I'm doing alright, I suppose. Uh, I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I, I feel like shit. Uh, honestly, um, had some shit happen uh, earlier this week that I fucking feel deeply awful about, and yeah, I don't know what to say. Um, shit sucks sometimes, man. Like seriously, and you know, y'all have heard me before, being an advocate for mental health and all of that stuff, and you know, always seek options. Um, don't dump all. Don't dump unnecessary shit on on your support structure, unfortunately. Uh, Seek professional help. Um, Because sometimes you might say shit that is hurtful and and you will tear shit up and hopefully it can be repaired. Sometimes it can't be, which fucking sucks ass. And I really don't know what to say about it, you know. Um, Really at a loss here. Um... but no, I, 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 enough on that. I, I, it's hard sometimes. Let's just say that. So earlier in the week, I posted a question. Holy shit! I haven't posted one of these questions in such a long time. And this week's question was: What band do you think is a trend to throw shade on? And you know what? I got some really cool answers to this. And they're pretty common answers. Obviously, um, Ghost is a popular band to throw shade on these days. Obviously, Metallica has been a band to throw shade on. Green Day is a band that people have thrown shade on. You know, and uh, of course, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy because it's like, yeah, these bands uh, paved ways. Well, maybe not necessarily Ghost, but like some of these bands like Metallica and Green Day paved ways for other bands to to be big and stuff like that and to be noticed. And yeah, I think it. I think there is a big trend in the gatekeeping community of metal that you know it's cool to throw shade on something that you know has become somewhat mainstream. And I I think that sucks. But, you know, I mean, not everything can be as underground as it as it was at the beginning. Um, that's just my opinion on it. It's my hot take, I guess you could say. Um, but anyways, no, we're going we're gonna to keep this week short and sweet. And I want to know from you all, who do you think is a band that is a trend to throw shade on? Obviously, Metallica, Ghost, Five Finger Death Punch, Nickelback, Green Day. Um, somebody actually said Belushi Speedball. Uh, is a band that is a trend to throw shade on. I I don't get that because I thought everybody loves Belushi Speedball. I mean, fuck, who doesn't? Um, you know, so yeah, if you if you guys know anybody that 
is a trend band out there that that people throw shade on for no reason shit hit me up shoot me a message i want to hear about it i want to know who you think is out there you know comment on the posts i made them on both the metal forge instagram and facebook page uh acdc came up from jason you know from the heavy metal wasteland and i think a lot of people throw shade on acdc undeservedly because fuck man it's acdc right i mean it's it's seriously it's fucking acdc i mean fuck man what else can you get <laughs> But anyways, no, I wanted to, uh, I do want to go out and thank the sponsors, Shade Beast, uh, Ageless Art Tattoo and Piercing in both New Albany and Clarksville. Um, you know, shout outs to older older uh, people out there as well. Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music, you know, Better Days Records. Um, always, you know, just so many people. Shade Beast, um, shit. And, it, and they're all escaping me right now. Soul Grinder Zine, Mercenary Press, Unchained Tapes, all these awesome fucking people. The Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast. You know, if you have go, uh, Ghost Podcast, all these awesome fucking people out there are here trying to make the scene better for everybody. So, seriously, check their pages out. Check their shows out. Check their stores out. Go get pierced. Go get tattooed. Uh, go get instruments. Go get gear. You know, go listen to some awesome shows while you do it, because that's what this is fucking about, is being in the in the camaraderie, being in there with everybody else, support structuring for everybody, kicking ass with everybody, because that's all we have in the end of the day, is each other, you know, and I'm just, I'm really at a loss this week sometimes, man. So let's go ahead and check out some Midnight here. You know, they did actually release a new album this past year. We're going to listen to a track from that right now. This is Villainy, Wretched Villainy. Yeah. 
This week, we have, you know, fuck, wow, uh, Athenar from Midnight here. Athenar, nice to, nice to actually talk to you on the phone. Uh, and we have Athena back this week, you know, from Metal Mischief, Thrashers and Destroyers, and Better Days Records. She's here to uh, talk to Athenar with us. Fuck yeah, I'm here. So how the fuck are y'all both doing? Uh, ladies first. Oh man, I'm good. I'm good. I uh, I went to the Overload show last night with Sinistrum and Eulogy <laughs> of Blood, and it was a good time. And I kind of lost my voice, so. <laughs> um, that's right. I'm good. That's, that's, that's a sign of a sign of a good gig. Then once you lose your voice, right? Absolutely. So that's about how I'm doing, man. Yeah. Cool. That's yeah. Hard? Similar last night. Yeah, we had our first. Uh, band rehearsal since getting back from tour last year so uh my voice is kind of <clears throat> very low and 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 shot as well oh yeah so, yeah yeah i mean i wouldn't yeah. i wouldn't suspect anything less because <laughs> when you're on stage you really you know you go full on i mean and, and obviously you have to yeah but you know with the real gravelly vocal like you have how do you maintain that through, like, you know, the? I know you've been doing it for years, and so you're accustomed to it. But is there any techniques out there that you that you do to try and maintain? Well, getting to be an old fuck certainly does not help it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yes. Um, but it, it uh, you know, the, the 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 easiest thing is just sleep and uh, stay hydrated i mean that's that's the easiest thing and and, and uh stay away from spicy foods i guess oh you shit. know uh <laughs> that kind of thing but uh yeah that's that's about what it is you know it's pretty simple the rest is the best thing oh and, and and athena knows why i just said oh shit there when you said stay away from spicy foods because <laughs> uh, because yeah. we're both uh hot sauce fanatic <laughs> you know we love spice. oh wow okay <laughs> Yeah, no, damn, I'm I'm as fucking white as it gets, man. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I can't, I can't, I can't do uh, spicy stuff. Oh. I, I, I get, I get like, uh, what's his face, uh, Ben Stiller, and and whatever the hell that movie that was, where he just starts sweating like crazy or whatever, and <laughs> if he eats like a hot pepper and shit, yeah, that's me. Yeah, that, I, I, I can't hang. I, I totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> Athena, what were you gonna say? 
Oh, nothing. I was just giggling. Oh. <laughs> so, Midnight. This is something that started back in, from what I see on the Metal Archives, back in 03, but it was supposed to be um, kind of like a side project when you were still in the band Boulder. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah, for, for for the most part. Yeah, I mean, it was just something to, something to do. You know, like anything in life, uh, it's something to do. But um, and 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 uh, but it just uh, never seemed that, uh, like yeah. I needed. I always felt like oh, okay, I can do more. I can do more. And then it only took uh, whatever the hell eight years to come out with a full length album. So, uh, which is pretty much my schedule. You know? <laughs> yeah, definitely taking forever. Well, I mean. You seem like you've got quite a bit of releases since then. So yeah, since since then I've 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 been on the ball a little little more. Okay. So tell me about how you know we because we just established established that it was a, a a side project thing. So what made you change your mind into taking it into a full band setup? Well, basically it was because I was tired of being in a band, you know, like being in a band with dudes, you know, it was good. We were all friends and, and we made music and did all the usual band type things, including not agreeing on stuff. So for me, I just wanted the music that I heard in my head to be what came out, you know? So that, that's, that was the easiest thing for me. Uh, just like, okay, well, I just want to make music that I want to hear. That's all. It's pretty simple. Absolutely. So that's what made it be, you know, be a, an actual, something to continue with, yeah. You know, and I think that's a, a pretty common answer for being a musician myself. It's, you know, we all have our influences and the bands that we look up to and all of that, and we all kind of just sit there and say, you know, I, I really want to hear this music. Uh, this is what, you know, what I do in my band is the same thing. It's like, well, you know, we have our own brand of thrash uh, with a little bit of sludge mixed in. And, you know, and Midnight, to my to me, there's no other band that sounds like you all. Well, that's a good compliment. I I, I appreciate that. I kind of think the same way. Not, you know, I'm not. I'm not. That's not a good or a bad thing uh, to say. You know, for me to say, I think. But it's. I don't really. You know, like it or love it. I, I don't give a shit or, or like it or hate it. I should say. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it's you know, it for as for as much as people say, okay, it's just a a, a mix up of Venom and Motorhead. It it really isn't. I mean, if, you know, sure, there's. It's those are definitely two of my faves and definitely two of uh, uh main uh injections in my bloodstream but um yeah i think it still sounds pretty uh pretty different i mean when when venom came out they just said it sounded like they put uh black sabbath and motorhead in a cement mixer you know and then that's and that's what you get with yeah. venom so it, <laughs> it's all the same kind of shit you know you're, you're gonna get referenced uh forever so, yes, whatever. absolutely. Yeah, but you guys, you guys definitely have a unique sound. Um, your tuning is unique and everything. And yeah, I'm and I'm with Mark. You know, you guys definitely stand out as having a different sound 
so to speak. And yeah, I can hear some of the Venom influence or whatever you might say, but you guys are definitely unique. Well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I mean, and it's maybe even in, in today's era of uh, highly processed stuff and, you know, uh, the, the non-usage of real amplification, um, you know, just it's, it's very, in my opinion, uh, unmetal. You know, a lot of the, uh, it's you know, like when I was a kid, the reason why I got into metal and the reason why I still am into metal is because I want to hear it raw. I like to hear uh, um, actual instruments, you know, electric instruments. I want to hear mistakes. I want to hear uh, some performance, you know, whether it's deemed good or bad. But I just don't want to hear cut and paste, copy, color by numbers, shit. No, yeah. I agree with that 100%. And whereas, you know, I know a lot of bands, my, mine included, where we've actually went to playing through our own direct system uh yeah it's definitely a thing these days and the rawness and everything you know everything with it everything in metal with its flaws and you know cuts and scratches and you know all of that is what it is yeah. it's it's the yeah, whole it's the, it's the whole package. that's the way at least my i mean you know you look you go through history of of rock and roll era music of course chuck berry and little richard don't sound anything like led zeppelin to a certain listener like you know if you're a 14 year old kid and you just got into led zeppelin in 1970 you're probably like ah chuck berry and little richard is old hat you know but led zeppelin still like them but they're they're very different and it's the same thing now you know like maybe you know the people who who were listening to you know people like me listening to you know, the, the first Dio album came out, and then someone who's just listening to—I I don't even know what's current. I, I, I'm just going to say Lamb of God because I don't know any better. You know, I'm an ignorant fuck. So, you know, I'm sure they've been around for 30 years now, anyway, too, probably. But yeah, Lamb of God sounds uh-huh. nothing like Dio. You know, right. but but it's still considered the same genre of metal. You know, it's put under you know, like to to the random fuck that lives across the street from you who doesn't really know what heavy metal is. To him, the same thing. If you wear a black shirt that says Dio on it or a black T-shirt that says Land of God on it, it's the same thing to to a person yeah. that doesn't know metal. Yeah. You know? But um, so I mean, it's 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 it's, but to us, it's very different. At least yeah. to me, it is. I agree. Oh yeah. So, I agree too. Same yeah. same kind of thing. Definitely. Yeah. So you all actually had an album come out in 2020, right before lockdown, which is Rebirth by Blasphemy. Yep. So how did that... Perfect Cleveland timing. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so obviously, this past year in 2022, you all released Let There Be Witchery. Uh, totally made my uh, my top list of albums of the year. Uh, and Made mine too. And, and, cool. and, and Athena's as well. So how did doing the album release in 2020, did it... Did it change the dynamic for Midnight? Um, you know, it didn't really change anything for me because, you know, like well, like we mentioned, I think before, you know, just you and I were talking, nothing really changes much for me anyway. You know, I'm still stuck in my little bubble of of, uh, of my area. You know, nothing much changes. 
so I mean like the actual dynamic of the recording side of Midnight it's it's the same and it'll probably continue to be the same you know it's just me recording everything pretty low key pretty you know pretty rough and raw pretty DIY so uh, but live um, that that was the only thing you know just we just couldn't play live of course uh, with the El Corona going on and and you know, like I said, the Metal Blade debut is, is released, and then all of a sudden, the world shuts down. So it's just perfect yeah. timing. <laughs> <laughs> right. We have lots of time to sit around and listen to music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, because you said the whole the recording side never changes. Now, when lockdown happened, were you stuck at home or did or did you actually have a job that you had to you know that you still reported to? Uh, no, I, I pretty much just hung at home. I did a lot of recording and um, so I got a shit ton of stuff recorded. I got yeah, I got probably music until uh, two thousand twenty nine to be Holy released. Holy shit. So, I mean, <laughs> Yeah, so who knows? You know, maybe from then on we'll have like another uh, shutdown or another whatever the hell. So maybe we'll have some more. But the, for the, now, the midnight yeah. lost tapes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, yeah, it's just, it's just going to be a big uh, use your illusion box set coming out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it then. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. See, now, you know, you've got to start doing like the anniversary releases of albums where you you include like, you know, like the Metallica box sets. <laughs> oh, damn. All the demos and all of the the live shit that, that so the humming riffs over answering machines. Yes. Yes, I still have an answering <laughs> machine. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so do you all record all of your live shows? Um, I don't know. I mean, that's that's up to Vanek. I mean, he's like the tech guy, so <laughs> he sometimes carries along stuff to do whatever. But I don't know exactly what he does. Okay. Uh, I I know on this last tour they recorded something in Detroit, uh, and it sounded pretty good. Uh, but I don't I don't know. I I don't know if they record everything. Okay. I'm, I'm sure they could record some stuff because it seems like. You know, a lot of a lot of bands do that now. I know we've been my band's been doing it for a few years, where we've just went and you know whether it be on a handheld recorder, whether it be through the board, something we've tried to do that. And I think a lot of people, I think it's a big dynamic. A lot of people have have been doing that lately. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I guess it's the technology, man. It's so fucking easy. You know, whereas before it was like a kind of a big deal. It's like, oh man, you recorded us live how did you do that? You know, and, you know, or if it's a board tape, you know, the board tape was just, uh, bass drum and vocals, you know, with no guitar and stuff like mm -hmm. that. It usually sounded somewhat shitty, no audience. So, uh, but now that, you know, it's, it's easy to do anything you want except to be polite to others. You know, that's very difficult. Yeah. You know? Very much. <laughs> very, very much. Uh, so, I do want to ask about this as well. The most recent tour with, of course, Creator and Merciful Fate. Yes. Wow. How was it touring with the King? 
Yeah. Oh man, we hung out all the time, man. We were playing poker and and, and hitting strip clubs and uh, uh, dominoes. I mean, we we were we were we, we were uh, just chatting it up all the time, you know. Um, but but pretty much just the opposite of that. Actually, what I just said. <laughs> no, I mean they were they were uh, yeah, I think you know I I I talked with them once for maybe a minute or two, you know, just you know, basically said hello. Yeah, I think he, you know, he thanked us just for being on the tour and and said if we need anything, just let somebody know. So, I mean, they're 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 as polite as they could be. I mean, for uh, a band of professional dudes just doing their job and keeping to themselves kind of thing, you know. So, I mean, it was cool. They're all, the crew is totally pro and nice to us. You know, we're just a, we're just low-life fuck faces from Cleveland driving around in a van. So, you know, they're a big production with two tour buses, two semis and shit. So, uh, for them to have us out is to be low-life creeps that we are was, was pretty cool. Well, I mean, you know, you definitely must have impressed uh, the King and Hank to to even get the spot, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it was. It was. You know, talk, we talked to uh, Hank Sherman for a minute too, and he was he's, you know, still an old rocker, you know, and and is into the uh, good shit. You know, just talking with him about certain riffs that I hear that you know, Merciful Fate had ripped off over the years, like from Pat Travers and, and, uh, certain things. So, and he's like, Oh yeah, still, still listen to that stuff. And, you know, he was appreciative that I, that I picked out the riffs that they stole. So it was cool. (laughs) You know, you say that, and I think it's hilarious because I think there's even Richie Blackmore commented one time about, uh, riffs that he stole. Which like smoke on the water was uh, Beethoven's fifth, but backwards is backwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so even Richie yeah, Black, Black Knight is is uh, the same thing as like Blues Magoos. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it's so it it's 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 nothing new. Everybody does it, right? You know, so yeah, it's it's just like 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 Athena said. You just it's you just have to make it your own and make it sound like you. You know, yeah. Uh, so and anybody you know, there's a, anybody can play a fucking a chord but when you hear angus young hit that a chord you can tell right away that it's angus young hitting that a chord yeah yeah yes very much and you know to the same degree of what you just said i i apply that same thing to a stage you know whether or not you five dudes three dudes nine dudes depending on the band getting on stage and playing music is one thing but adding that show in there adding a, even just a backdrop or whatever you know when you add yeah. that show factor to it that's yeah when, your that's stage when you change. setup was so fucking cool we saw you with with the king and fucking that stage setup was awesome <laughs> yeah cool yeah i mean it's pretty it's pretty bare bones but that's what i like it you know, I, I like i mean just like you said if you're gonna if if you're gonna go on stage or whatever and and, and whether you like it or not you're a performer you know so it, you know if, if it's if you're going up there and just staring at your guitar and just looking at your shoes that's fine you know that's that's the way you perform that's that's great but uh for for heavy metal and and uh, that kind of music that we play and I don't. I, I. I just don't want to sit there. You know, it, it makes you want. It. It, for, it should force you to at least 
pump your fist, you know, like kick somebody, you know, like ra- you know, like raise your raise your fist or, or bang your head or do something physical, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's not something where you're going to be just rubbing your chin and smoking a pipe, you know, like hmm, yeah, like so, duck you know. gun. The people, the fucking <laughs> yeah. next to us at the show were. Oh, oh my god, yeah. they were so fucking boring. <laughs> they sat there, literally, the lady sat there with their arms crossed during you guys, and I was, like, rocking the fuck out, and I kept looking at Mark going, what is wrong with these people? <laughs> like, Why the fuck are you here? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, well... We'll try harder next time to get the uh, get the lame of uh, well to foot, be what's happening. To be fair, it wasn't just during you guys. They no, even did that it during was... Creator and King and yeah. Merciful Fate. Ah, uh, okay. Was it, it was a was a was it a pair, like a but husband and wife type of thing? I think it was a son and a daughter, or a, I mean, a son and a mother. Yeah. yeah. Oh damn. Well, yeah. maybe maybe they had some kind of argument maybe the son didn't want to go but the mom forced him or vice versa or some shit you know <laughs> maybe i could totally see I that that old i mean <laughs> sitting next to athena at a show is is great because especially when you're when you're in seats because she will actually sit there and start like moshing against everybody in the seats which is funny as well. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah, why not? Well, you, know, yeah. you want to get to you want to get to know your neighbor, like in church when they say turn to your left and shake your neighbor's hand or whatever the fuck, you know. Same thing. If you're oh, at no, a gig, you know, I've never been to. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. You never been to church? Maybe you should go there. You know, it's it's you know it's 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 nice to infiltrate your enemy. You know? <laughs> yes, that's that's one of the things when when you texted me about it was like, hey man, is Sunday good? You're like, the Lord's Day is fine. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah. obviously I want to I want to touch on this as well before we get into some general questions with you is the anonymity of midnight the the hoods then the blacked out faces what was the genesis of that um well actually I was listening to Genesis and uh the and uh, <laughs> the, uh, the Peter Gabriel's uh Dressing up like a flower pot was the what? No, uh, it was not. <laughs> um, no, the, it it was, it was basically kind of like what I just mentioned before about like being on stage and 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 it's, it is performance. I mean, um, you want to have a, a look. You know, the Ramones have a look. Uh, it's it's a simple look and it's and it's genius. You know, whether they you know they didn't really. I don't know if they did that really on purpose or, or however it is, you know, it, it evolved into what it is. But I mean, you know, it's, it's good to have, I think, a, 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 a somewhat a uniform look as a band. I mean, you don't like, you don't want one guy up there. It's big, tall, fat with a beard. Another guy, it's scrawny and glasses. And it's just like, it's like, okay, I mean, it's cool, but, um, you know, like, you gotta have some kind of something that binds you together and makes you an actual band, you know. Um, my opinion. Yeah, so, and that. also me, I just look like a fucking moron anyway. So it's better just to cover up my as much of my face as you can because, <laughs> you know, I don't I don't have cool dreadlocks or 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 uh, anything cool about me. So uh, best covered up and then just have something. Uh, like a, a blank cav- canvas to work with, I think it would be better. 
Sometimes it's best left to the viewer's imagination anyway. You know? Exactly. There you go. All right. Yep. And, and when you say it like that, it, it, it kind of reminds me of the line in Beetlejuice from Lydia Dietz when she finds the the Maitlands under the sheets and she says, are, are you gross under there? Are you all uh, blood scars and pus under there? And it's like, yes, that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, it is. I mean, you know, and you know, like, and that's that's another thing too. I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that too, just about imagination, because it's good. Um, the world, you know, it, it people should use their imagination more about anything. You know, every, you know, it's it's. I hate to sound like an old bastard, but it's everybody wants everything spelled out for them, and what is you know, like, what is you exactly mean? It's like, oh, you don't have to mean anything. It could be abstract. Use your imagination. Figure it out. You know, yeah. so. Um, if if you know if you see a mask and you want to uh, think of it in one way of w- what what can be underneath there, or if you want to think of it as another way, like oh it's in a facial expression or whatever whatever the fuck you want, you know. So um, yeah, it's up to the uh, viewer slash listener's uh, choice. I guess. Yeah, for sure, and that's that's awesome. That's a great concept to have a- as a band. You know, it's. It, in in a way, it's very like you said a minute ago, bare bones and straight to the point. And I think it makes the music talk more. Yeah, yeah. So what's next for Midnight? What's gonna What's twenty twenty three gonna be? Well, I just you know, it's a boring answer, but just more gigs because, like I said, you know, I have a bunch of stuff recorded, and so you know, I just still like to put out albums probably like every other year, so. With Rebirth by Blasphemy coming out in early twenty, Let There Be Witchery twenty two, so the next album will be out early twenty four. So this is still playing catch up of touring for Rebirth and uh, Witchery. Yeah, so it's uh, still just doing tours for that. Yeah, why not? Uh, more domestic dates, I'm sure. More world dates. I mean, is there anywhere? Yeah, yeah. This will be. This will be. I mean, because shit, we haven't really, we haven't really done a good headline tour in years, you know. And and, and Corona, you know, of course, didn't help that too. So um, there's that um to be edited out. Uh, <laughs> and there's a uh, but it uh. Yeah, so we're just going to do a, a headlining tour um, in in the, this year in the states, and then just do Euro tour um, festival dates and shit like that. Hell yeah! Awesome. Well, I hope you guys come to our city, man. We're in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, I for sure. think we are. Uh, oh fuck yeah! Yeah, yeah. That's, that's going to be awesome. We're gonna we'll we'll definitely have to be there for it. So, uh, now is there anywhere that you've that you want to get back to that you haven't been to for a while show wise like a city or a country yeah japan is the first one that comes to mind i mean we played there in 2010 and uh <laughs> it was great um so I, yeah i would love to go back there and that's the talk right now maybe uh, ne- of next year to go back <sighs> wow that dude that would be um, fucking amazing yeah, yeah, it's it's a really unique country, especially for like a, a dork record collector like myself. Because the the records there, are, you know, it's it's tough to get Japanese records in the states. 
And uh, except if you go to well, Louisville, how, how far is Louisville from Cincinnati? Uh, two hours. Two hours. Two hours. Okay, there's a great store in uh, Cincinnati. Uh, hey, Suburbia. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, Hey, Suburbia is fantastic. Uh, it's pretty much the whole store is pretty much all Japanese pressings. And oh, uh, nice. yeah, so yeah, great store. But Shaker Records and, has a pretty great selection too. Oh yeah, that's a good store too. Oh yeah, yeah, I've yeah. been there. Awesome. Um, so, but yeah, I'd love to get back to Japan, man. It's really unique. Yeah, when you go there, it's not like okay, if you dump yourself off in the middle of Europe somewhere, you know, you can like, you can say, oh, maybe I'm in Hungary, maybe I'm in Holland. Uh, but if, when you dump yourself in the middle of Tokyo, you definitely know you're in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's on the... Uh, I've never been uh, out of the country, so that's going to be one of my, my plans for the next couple of years is to try and go to Europe and try and go to Asia. Oh, yeah, you'll, you'll love it, man. If, if you guys go to, like, uh, any of those big heavy metal festivals in Germany and shit, man, it's really cool. It's It's very unique, you know, all the... Oh, the, it's it's cool. Yeah, I, I I know you have a good time. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and switch gears here. We're gonna ask you some general profile questions about you, Athenar. You ready to go? Let's do it, Mike Pruitt. Ah. What was the first instrument you played, and what made you decide? In flute at the age of four. No. <laughs> oh uh, shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a stupid answer. That and, was, and the, and the that other was part of that for. that was like that was like one of the bu- the fast people who buzz in on Family Feud before you finish the question. <laughs> because the second half of that was what made you decide to play that instrument? <laughs> well, I was there. I was bored. I wasn't wearing pants, and that's what it was. No. Oh my uh, gosh! <laughs> but I was wearing a shirt around the neighborhood. <laughs> A button-up shirt, no pants. Um, Donald Duck in it. <laughs> Donald Duck in it. <laughs> Seriously, it's Donald Duck. He wears a shirt Fuck and no yeah, pants. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, no pants and a hat. Yeah. Um, but, okay, I, I guess I could answer it seriously. What did you say, the first instrument and what? Yeah, and what made you decide to, uh, on that instrument? Oh, okay. Well, I guess it would be an acoustic guitar that my neighbor neighbor's sister had and kind of just stole it from her and uh started strumming on that and i couldn't figure out why i didn't sound like eddie van halen uh on this acoustic guitar i was like man what the fuck you know, like i i see eddie van halen playing guitar and why doesn't this sound like it you know it's like you know that's how ignorant and i was about it you know just didn't really know anything but the first when i first started to really play was a bass and uh what made me want to play that was basically gene simmons so because i figured you know if if you want to spit blood you got to play bass that, you, you can't just play you just can't spit he, blood without playing a bass otherwise that's just rude <laughs> or throwing a throwing a flaming sword into a into a foam block right yeah you want, if you want to throw a flaming sword into a foam block you have to have a base around you to do that. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. it either has to be shaped like an axe or that sweet ass fucking BC Rich Punisher that he had. <laughs> yeah, that is that is nice. Which I, I love the Punisher base. So 
They're just or his old his old one. I think uh, in the seventies he had the old Gibson uh, Ripper or Grabber. I always get those confused. Yeah, but yeah, badass stuff. Like that's on the cover of Alive One. Yep. Yeah. Fuck that, yeah. That that crazy looking and it has like the weird like triangle pit guard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you ever struggle with self doubt about your music career or abilities? And if you do, I struggle with self doubt. Oh, oh, the part is the part two again. I answered too quickly. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. Oh <laughs> uh, no, self doubt. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm from Cleveland. You know, it's 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 in in it's in our blood to be self doubting, uh, self deprecating fucks. Understandable, and I think you know, I think a lot of people deal with that. But how do you uh, how do you overcome it to keep going? Um, I, I just, re- I honestly just don't care. I mean, that's, that's what it is. I mean, we, you know, cause once you start caring about what someone else thinks about music that you make up, then it's going to be not pure. So just try and keep things as pure as possible. And, and that, that's, that's one of the reasons why I still, yeah, like I said, you know, no, no smartphone, all that kind of stuff. Just keep it, um, keep it as simple and as pure as possible and watch Rocky three every once in a while to uh keep you street level dude yes 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 i actually just watched a uh like one of those weird like little uh like minute long videos about rocky three the other day and oh really yeah and it was like the did you know in rocky (laughs) three it was and mr t took his mom to the movie premiere and in the scene where he comes up uh and like rocky it's it's like the public scene where rocky's doing a personal appearance and adrian's and he, he talks about adrian i'm gonna you hey yeah he looks at adrian he's, and he says, I won't, i'll be i'll show you a real, heavy, real man yeah and mr t's mom slapped him and said i didn't raise you like that and walked out <laughs> of the theater <laughs> wow and it's like and so yeah that stuck in my head and i was like damn she didn't even know i mean obviously she thought he was playing himself so yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) b.a baracus i didn't teach you that that's funny (laughs) athena do you have anything for athenar uh no you actually um asked the burning question i had i was wondering about the veiled faces myself and if it was like a nod to just like the executioner you know type of thing which i figured you know it's like oh it's like just that executioner look but um it's also a bit of to get give other musicians a chance because if we just went on stage without the mess we would be so handsome and and like (laughs) It, you know, everybody would just, oh, you know, they'd be following us around for autographs and, and want to take photos and have babies with us and things like that. Uh, so we want to give other people a chance. You know, we will, that's that's kind of what it is. It's very noble of you guys. Right, right. That, right. Yes, that yeah. is that is quite, quite gentlemanly of you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. <laughs> what was the first band t-shirt you felt super cool about wearing to fucking school all right well well uh well a led zeppelin one probably because that was probably my first band shirt you know uh, uh so that they were they were and still are my idols uh so 
Led Zeppelin, but the one that I felt super fucking cool about probably was um, uh, King Diamond Abigail Ooh. tour because we went to see them. Let's see, it was July twenty first, nineteen eighty seven. So it was in in um, summer, obviously. So the first day of school, I was pumped and into going into eighth grade. I was like, all right, man, fucking wear my King Diamond shirt to fucking school. Hell yeah! So. That was that, uh, fall of 87, wearing a King Diamond shirt to school. I, I probably felt pretty cool. How big was the venue you saw them in in 87? Uh, the Fantasy Theater, which is probably about, I would say, I would say, I'm going to say like 500, 600 people. Wow. 700 maybe. It's King Diamond in trouble. <sighs> oh, Shit. wow. Yeah. Yeah, great. That is great amazing. Uh, I was just showing Athena a place that Motorhead played at in like this little small town in New Albany, Indiana, actually where I live. It was a place called the Grand Theater, and it's probably about a four or five hundred seat place as well that they played in 1988. Oh yeah, that was definitely uh, the lean years for Motorhead. People don't realize that. Yeah, but they in '86. They played here at a place called Shadows, and it was. And it's probably maybe even two hundred. It's a, a small little teeny club. Uh, probably about three hundred. Probably about three hundred. A little club. Oh yeah, but, and yeah, yeah. Ten years after that fact, with with uh, Motorhead, they played a club in Louisville called the Toy Tiger. If you've ever heard of it, and it was it's a it was a small ass little place too, and you know maybe three hundred people, and they were on tour with Morbid Angel then. Okay, yeah, I saw that tour. Yeah. They played the Agora here in Cleveland on that one. Yeah, nice. Uh, what current artist inspires you the most? Um, current artiste that inspires me. See, that's a question I have to think about because, like I said, man, I'm fucking stuck in my bubble. Um, so I mean, it, it, uh, when you ask me about current affairs, I really don't. I have to claim ignorance. I, I, I know there's there's bands that I see and bands that I like. Um, but a lot of them, I mean, you know, just cause I'm stuck in the, in the metal stuff, you know, and, and the, there's, it's still kind of, I like them because they remind me of another band that I like basically, you know, and, you know, and that's a, that's a cheap, cheap answer. I know, you know, that's a, that's a, that's not something a, an artistic person should say, but, uh, uh, it's the stuff that I love most is still the stuff that I, I liked as a kid and I still love. And, and of course, I, you know, I, it's always expanding upon, but um, still stuck in that 12 year old brain, man. Definitely. I mean, I get what, I get what you're saying there. It's like, you see a band and it's like, yeah, I can, I can pick out the venom in this or the motorhead and. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. You, know, you, you hear it and it's like, what? Wow, that's uh those are good songs. Um, but at, at the end of the day, when I when I come home and I'm and I'm and I'm putting on tunes to to do some home exercise or whatever the hell, I'm 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 putting on Frost. I'm putting on uh, Twisted Sister. You know, uh, putting on Sodom. So it's it's the uh, that's that's the shit that still gets me pumped up and jazzed up. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Uh, so which is worse? Loading into a venue or loading out after the show? 
Uh, um, definitely the load out. Yeah, that's that's probably an easy question. Loading out is is sucky because it's late. Mm. You're fucking tired. Um, yeah, that's 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 the worst. You know, that's something I also wanted to ask you uh, about the Merciful Fate tour and everything. Because as you said, you know, you're, we're just you know driving around in a van and you know bare bones, and they've got buses and crew and all. Do you all take anybody with you, or are you all just you know? ripping shit off stage as fast as you're done playing when it's a show like say it in the Brady Center in Cincinnati well for those type of shows for example those places all have hired stage hands so for like for the people that rip all the stuff off the stage yeah they got stage hands that do that and they, and they literally do just take it and throw it off the stage so that's cool um, so you got the, that part to, to do that but we do have uh like for example for that last tour we had um you know our, our merch guy rodney you know who, who who always goes everywhere with us and uh our sound guy and um tech extraordinaire uh brian so um yeah uh, you know we you know be, between between all of us you know it's a, it's a good team Okay, so you're running, you know, excluding any spouses that might come on the road with anybody. So you're running about six, six, seven people usually. Five, five. Okay, yeah, three, three band members, and then our, uh, and then Brian and Rodney. Oh, okay. That's see, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a that's a nice quaint little group. And fuck yeah, hell yeah. yeah. And it's always because not, there's not too many too. people that want to be around me at the, at at that time. So if I, you know, that's the only amount of people that can handle me. <laughs> yeah. Anything more than that? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so I got a few more for you. Uh, what was the first album you purchased? The first album I purchased, let's see, would probably be. Well, I remember. Let's see. The, the you see, this was '83. I had Men at Work, Business as Usual. Um, what the hell else there was? Michael Jackson Thriller because that was just that was that was period Fra Frampton's Come Alive yeah it was just it was just everywhere and uh, and yeah those were the two records that I that I had at that time and then once I heard uh, Van Halen then it was all over so oh. and then and then hearing that that guitar solo on Beat It was kind of the impetus of wanting to hear more of what this guy had to offer so Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, I want to ask that to Athena too. What was the first album you had ever bought, Athena? Ah, uh, well, the first album I bought, or the first album that was given to me, I, I would say bought the the one that you know that you took the money and were like, I've got to have this. Okay, let me. Yeah, I got to think about that. What was it? It would have been at that time. Oh, it was Ministries Psalm sixty nine. Ooh, that's a good album. That is. Yeah, it's a very good album. That's the first one I bought because my family actually. Um, you were talking about being really simple and stuff, Athenar, and my mom and dad didn't really believe in like 
you know, there was one phone in the whole house, and we had, like, one TV, and, like, we didn't even have a DVD player or, I mean, at that time, a VHS player for the longest time. We never had Nintendos. We didn't have a computer. Like, we didn't have, like, any of that stuff. So I didn't get a CD player or my own radio until I was 17 years old. I was 17 when my dad finally let me have my own stereo in my bedroom. So Damn. I am listen to whatever I could on his stereo in the living room. But my dad was an old school metalhead, so he had all these amazing like Nazareth and Deep Purple and Sabbath and all this on vinyl that I would listen to. So that's oh, hell yeah. like, well so I started out, you know, listening to Sabbath and all that with my dad really young. So when I finally got a stereo at seventeen years old for personal use, yeah, the first album I went out and bought was Psalm sixty nine. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> long-winded explanation. <laughs> no, that's yeah, that that's was awesome. That's a great I had a album. similar experience too. Like the like the first Black Sabbath I heard was Paranoid too, because it was in my uh, mom's record cabinet for some reason, and she didn't even know what it was. Or I like, I don't know how it got there. Yeah, and I put it. Like, Holy shit! You know this stuff yeah. rules. And, oh, my uh, dad was an old school metalhead, like original metalhead. You know, like cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, she's told me stories about, you know, sitting in the floor, rocking back and forth to Black Sabbath when she was like four years old and shit. So it's it's funny. <laughs> Lucky yeah, girl. My dad, yeah, my dad told me I would sit in front of the speaker and rock back and forth, especially when he put on Black Sabbath. He's oh, like, yeah. That was like my favorite, even as a, like a little, little kid. <laughs> how, can, so. how can you not? Yeah, I put on right. Lord of This World and you're just like... Mm. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Right. Exactly. So I have one more question for you, but before we do, as always, links are listed below, so please give a like, a share, and a follow. Go support bands in any way you can. You know, go to the go to the shows, buy merch, just fucking support because that's what it's all about. And fuck yeah. Uh do you have any shout outs you want to throw out at anybody today? No, no shouts. No, I'm, 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 I would rather just shake their hand and and be polite. But no, no, no shouting. I, if I do shout, I stand up and do it. So. And you, you do it uh, under <laughs> under a black mask on stage with a <laughs> stand with up a and shout. Ways. Stand up and shout. And when I do yeah. shout, I shout it out loud. Oh yes. Oh, nice, nice. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, that's. <laughs> no, no, you left Mark speechless. That's you hilarious. left me speechless on this. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, when you, when you shout, shout, you know, you have to let it all out because these are the things that we <laughs> can do without. Come on, and, I'm, I'm and talking to you. Just shout yeah. the devil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just shout the devil. That's what it comes <laughs> but you know that that title has confused me too because I I got. You know, when I was a kid, I got that album. I was like, "Shout at the devil!" Wow, shout! I'm like, but it should be like, "Shout with the devil!" Yeah. You know? I was like, "Why would you? Why would you want to shout at the devil?" You know, probably seems like pretty cool. Yeah, you know, that's fucked up. I've Unless you're trying to get his attention. That. <laughs> that's fucked yeah. up. I never thought about it like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should shout along with him. I have a friend yeah. in a band who is in a Motley Crue uh, foodie band. And they're called what? Fat. Yeah, they they write songs about uh, <laughs> about eating. Uh, 
So, and they're called Fatly Crew. <laughs> Great. Oh my god! What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and they have, and that song title is called "Shout at the Waitress." Oh damn! <laughs> oh shit! And and that's and that's true. <laughs> that is a true story. <laughs> wow! I got to look into that band. That seems like now. See now you talk about like okay, the the questions you asked me before. Uh, uh, current artists who are inspiring to me it would be <laughs> Fatly Crew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, final question of the day, and uh, we're going to end this on uh, a positive note here because we don't usually do that. Because usually I ask you, you know, well, what do you think happens after you die? But today we're going to say, <laughs> well, I usually ask, how do you want to commit suicide? Uh-uh. Right. Not making fun of that topic, but anyway, no. yeah, just trying to go over the top with it. Of course. What is the best thing about being you? What? <laughs> that is that is way positive. <laughs> when you're looking in a mirror, what do you say? You're <laughs> oh, uh, I, don't know, can, can I you like ref- myself. <laughs> I'm a good person. <laughs> I'm doing well for others. People like me. And people um, like me. Yeah. <laughs> Stuart Smalley. <laughs> yeah. uh, shout out to April for that. You know, because she always gives me that. She's like, and darn well, people like me. <laughs> Oh man! But uh, okay, what was the question again? What is the best what, thing what, about being Athenar? Oh, well, I would say the best thing about me is is that uh, about being Athenar is being able to uh, play rummy and drink coffee. You know, it's it's about as good as it gets. Hey, there is nothing wrong with either <laughs> of those. I am a huge coffee fanatic, and you know. I would love to learn how to play Rummy. I play other card oh. games. Uh, Mark, Mark, you've played Rummy. Oh, do, is that what we're playing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then I, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's kicking my ass like hardcore. We haven't I played always for. <laughs> we haven't played for a few months, so that's what made me forget it. And like I, we were playing to like ten thousand, and fucking yeah. she's like three thousand points ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, hell yeah! It's basically, oh. the never-ending rummy game. But apparently, Mark didn't even know we were playing. So yes, <laughs> do, you, do you play for uh, money, like a penny a point or something? Oh fuck! I, maybe no. we should. Yeah, you got to. You yeah. got to have some incentive. Yeah, I'll say. Well, Mark, you know, you'd have to pay up, dude. Yeah, I know. I'd owe you like I'd owe you like fucking like a couple couple hundred bucks at this point. Fuck. Right, yeah, it's, it's all. And it's not. About, it's not about the money. It's about the. The the the, the uh, degrading element of it, you know, like even if it's seventy five cents, like pay up, bitch, you know, like give me that seventy five cents that you owe me, you know, it's like uh, degrading sports things. Like, what's more degrading, a quarterback sack or or having a, a, a the the bat, uh, ball rejected at the hoop, you know, like what's what's more degrading? Uh, so yeah, that's that's the element that I like. It's the degradingness of it, right? You know, yeah. Even I think you just play oh, you know, for sixty cents. You just kind of mentioned point. something there. It's like, what would be more degrading, getting the quarterback sack, or you know, or the ball deflected at the hoop? I think it would. For me, I think it would be, uh, um, you know, if I was in a hockey, it would be hitting the crossbar. 
That's the most wow. Okay, see, I, I, I wow. Okay, I like that. Okay. That would piss me off. Like, ugh, I'd be so fucking aggravated. And yeah. in baseball, being hit by the fucking pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> but at least, well, like, uh, yeah. At least if when you get hit by the pitcher, you you get to take first base. Like, oh fuck you. All right, well, yeah, but you get to take first base. Like when you get when you when you just get rejected at the rim. It's like, oh, it's like, in your face, fucker. You know, and, and then what are you going to do about it? You know? Right. Yeah. And you get sacked by a quarterback. And it, well, even even the worst is a sack, force fumble, scoop, and run for a touchdown. The most degrading thing that can happen to a, a sports player. Yeah, yeah, the fumble. The, the fumble, fumble and somebody else recovering yeah. and fucking scoring on your ass. Yep. Yeah. It's like, uh, but anyway, I, I didn't mean to turn that into a sports Interview supposed to be about uh, Fatly Crew. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> dude, Athenar. Thank you so fucking much for coming on the show this week. This has been completely a blast and fun as shit. Cool, cool, cool. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Tina. Uh, yeah, thank you, man. On sure. our way out from Let There Be Witchery, what do you want to play? Um, you know what? Let's do. Uh, let's do Devil Virgin. Oh, yeah. yeah. As you heard him, this from Midnight Devil Virgin. Devil Virgin. Cool. <laughs>
What's up, Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts, you have everything. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE10 to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground. From the graves of all those unholy. And they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine! An independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats. They're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout 
to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com.